Hello everyone and welcome to another video here on the Cycling Dane YouTube channel or if you'd rather listen to us on Spotify as well. And today I'm joined by Patrick Blake of Audu Cycling and one third of the Echelon Cycling Podcast. And today the question is, can Rubko Venepoel become the first Belgian to win since 1978 since Lucien van Impe won it? And I mean, Patrick, Rubko Venepoel, World Espania champion, already won the world championships on the road and in the time trial, such a sensational talent. Yeah, uh, what do you think of Rovko? I think that he is one of the most exciting riders in the peloton. I think it's really good that we're going to finally see him at the Tour de France. It feels like a couple of years that we've been playing this sort of smoke and mirrors game with Lefebvre and he's been like, oh, Remco, we're not sending him just yet. But it feels really good that this year we're going to have Remco alongside Roglic on a different team. Pagacha with the caveat that he is coming off of the Giro d'Italia. And of course, Jonas Vingegaard, who has won the last two editions. So we've got the four like massive GC contenders going into this race. Revico, of course, on debut. We'll wait and see how he does. But I've got quite a lot of uh, high expectations for the young Belgian on his debut. I mean, the last time we talked about a rider winning a potential Grand Tour, it was by Uzo going to the Giro. And then UAE messed it all up by announcing today going to the Giro, like you said. But uh, we're going to flip it because uh, we're going to talk about the team first. And Patrick, I want you to still remain a Patrick, but try and transfuse into or transform into Patrick Lefebvre for this next section. And uh, we know how strong Yombo are, despite losing Roglic, and potentially not having Wild Bernard because he's going to the Giro. And... Well, you've seen UAE Team Emirates team, which is just absolutely crazy with four people who could be leaders. Mikael Lander, obviously, he was brought into this team to strengthen them. But who is the other team? Who are the other riders you're picking? And what's kind of your logic behind your selection? I think I'm going to plan on piggybacking off of the work of other teams. Because I think that they will be so concerned with kind of beating each other that Yumbo and UAE and Bora will be setting so much pace. But I think I can make a team which is more ruler-focused to try and help them go through all of the sprint stages and the more chaotic kind of positioning into climbs. I think that's going to help him out more than having some kind of, you know, BC-tier climbers who are just probably going to get spat within half of the way up the climb because then it's not really much use. I may as well have the rulers there to help us through the chaotic stuff. Especially the first opening kind of weekend, I think that's going to be really important to be well positioned in those climbs in Italy. So I'm looking at Asgreen and Lampard are absolute locks in this team for me. Alongside probably somebody like Catania, who I think makes it into this team fairly easily for me. And somebody like Casper Pedersen as well might be really good. But I will also include, like you say, Lander really has to be here. But who are going to be maybe one or two other climbers like a James Knox or a Masnada, Vavarka, Van Zevenolt, Van Vilder. Although Van Vilder has made his intentions clear that he wants to do another Grand Tour. But whether he should probably come here, I, I I don't know. Um, see our quick step. This is the most important mission for Belgium. Win the Tour de France. You and I did not exist when they won the Tour de France last time. YouTube didn't exist. Nothing existed. It was a pre. It was literally a prehistoric era. I just think that Van Vilder. Dinosaurs were alive. <laughs> Van Vilder for me. 
basically, he will be worthwhile bringing so long as he could be on a similar level to the other like super domestiques that the other teams were bringing, like a Kuss, like an Adam Yates, like a Hindley or Vlasov or whoever it is that Bora are taking as Roglic's super domestique. And if he's not going to be on that level, then what's the point in having him there if he's already going to be out the back? It seems a little bit pointless when Remco could just work off of the coattails. Like, as long as he has Lander there, I think that he'll probably, you know, be fine with just the one guy there to help him out, to position him. You know, if he needed to get to the front of the line and just kind of get on the wheel of somebody, he has that guy to take him there. So I'm thinking, yeah, quite ruler heavy, and it means that you can get through that gravel stage, get through the opening weekend, and get, most importantly, the stage like stage 14, which has a tourmalet there, 70 kilometers of flat, that's going to be an insane brake formation phase. If he has a mechanical, if there's a crash that he's caught behind, he's on a poorly tabbed nature brake, I want more rulers there to help him out in that situation where 60 kilogram climbers are not going to be as useful in that scenario. They're not used to getting their elbows out. And I would rather keep Remco safe in those chaotic scenarios and work with others in the hills. That's why they never signed Ivan Sosa. Nobody signed Ivan Sosa. <laughs> uh, poor Ivan Sosa. He's, he's somewhere in Colombia just listening. And then suddenly, why is my name being involved? Um, well, looking at the route, like you said, Italy's start is quite... An interesting one because you've got the essentially the Giro de Emilia, uh, the San Luca climb. I'm not sure if Remco has actually done that race before. Either way, he hasn't won it. But he is, as we know, very good at Liège, Baston Liège. So something like that. Would you rather grab the yellow jersey in the beginning and then kind of like build up a sort of deficit? Oh no, not an advantage, and then kind of lose it and then. Hopefully you survive until the last time trial in Nice or Monaco Nice. Or are you thinking more that you leave it late? I want to leave it late. Like, I want to poach this on the final TT. Is what I, I don't think that Sudar Quickstep have the firepower to be holding off all of the other co-leader attacks from UAE with their four leaders, Kuss and Jonas. Roglic is by himself, so he's a bit easier to tame. But that's quite a lot between Yumbo and UAE who are very experienced of this sort of thing who are just going to be launching riders I just don't think that Sudar Quickstep have the manpower to be controlling that so you may as well just ride the coattails stay as close as you can and then hopefully just pit them on the line with the TT very Pegacha-esque from 2020 that's the, the vibe that I'm going with with Remco the problem is, is that it's a long-term strategy you've got to get through the whole race unscathed and basically make it to that stage, like stage 19 and 20. You've got to make it to those stages which contain the bonnet, which is the big concern for me, considering Remco's history of bottling big mountain stages. That's my main concern, but if he can make it through stage 20 and he's within 30 seconds of the lead, I do think that he could pick it on the line with a really good TT. I mean, I think this is the... Scenario that the organizers are screaming that they want. I mean, he is the world champion in the time trial. Well, he has won a World to Espana, and neither Pogaccio or Jonas have done that. So, <laughs> oh, that's true. But Vingigo, like, how is he going to stay with Vingigo? I'm just going to, I think the main thing is that Remco just needs to avoid those really bad days. We've seen days where he's been dropped but he hasn't been dropped 
really badly, like that Sierra Nevada stage. You know, he was dropped, but he only lost 15 seconds, say, to Roglic. We've just got to avoid that welter, like, Tormelaith stage capitulation. As long as you avoid that and you can just negate the losses, I do think that Rebco on the other TTs will probably gain time back on Jonas. I mean, we saw it in the welter this year. Um, you know, Jonas doesn't just like, he bails out TT midway. Like, you know, Jonas isn't, you know, Remco put time into him there. So it's very possible that Remco can gain a little bit of time in the TTs and then, you know, it'll lose it a little bit in the mountains. No, I think that's fair enough. I, I think it's going to be a hard, well, saying that in a Danish shirt, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I think it, that is probably the way that they're going to have to do it because, uh, I mean, Vingo and him haven't been like up against each other in every any race that I can really think of, other than the Vuelta Espana. Uh, we saw in Andorra that Remco got the best of him, but that was a very short finish. In terms of uh, the verdict, Patrick, are you going to validate the title of this video? I have a really bad reputation for this. I'm not. <laughs> I think I don't think Remco is going to win. I think he will come second. Because I've just, I think there's a there's the question mark over Pagaccia and Vigiro, which is casting a bit of doubt in my mind. Roglic is just a perpetual question mark to me because I never really know what to expect from him. And yeah, Jonas is just the kryptonite of this. I don't know how it's going to be done, like how, how are you going to beat him? But I do think that Remco on debut will finish up the podium. I mean, that that's huge in itself. Uh, I don't think he's going to win. He's not going to do a Tad Bogaccia in my books. But I do think he is going to be the Belgian rider who ends this drought. I don't know what year. So that's kind of a... Like a pseudo win like, in the future. <laughs> Consolation prize. Yeah. We believe yeah. you are the next one. We just don't think it will be this year. Yeah, and I think he's going to finish fifth in this one. But considering it's like a debut tour, like you said, any result in the top five is going to be quite impressive if you weren't called Rebko Venable. Yeah, there's a lot of expectation about him. But like you say, on debut, it's um, very few people do do really well on their debut, unless your name's Pagacha. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, that's basically it for this video, this little discussion about Remco Venable. Let us know down in the comments who, well, if you think he's going to win this year. And if not this year, what year do you think he's going to win? And if you haven't already, subscribe to the channel. And if you want to see more of Patrick, check out Audu Cycling as well. That'll be in the description down below. And if you want to see even more of Patrick, then uh, check out the Echelon Cycling Podcast. With that, thank you very much for watching and we will see you around.